Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by the Crosscheck Podcast. We've got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on the ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I am Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. We've got a great episode for you guys today. Very special guest. We're going to be digging in to the SHL playoffs, find out what happened there. We're going to be digging in to the Swedish performance in the U18s. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. We'll probably probably tell some jokes, have some laughs, share some, share some uh, pleasantries. Uh, and we've got, as always, alongside me scotty bentley detroit sports encyclopedia host the bentley show co-host here at lockdown red wings what's going on scotty man i'm uh i'm still uh getting making the adjustment to to the red wing season actually being over but the uh this off season is is going to be super exciting so I'm, I'm pumped for that it is weird like not having it on your radar like not right. always being like, okay, they play this night. So I got to do this right. here. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is a little bit strange, but let us not de- uh, distract from our excellent guest today. It is Mikhail Holm from McKean's hockey. Now he's got a new job. Uh, what's going on, man. How's it going? Good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. Oh, nothing, nothing much going on. I'm just, I'm just relaxing. Chilling out, Max. Cool. Writing about prospects uh, outside yeah. of the school and in the the hockey house, Fenskin and J twenty leagues. Now we have to. Okay, so we got we have a couple different things on the docket today. We got to get to the U eighteens. Sweden has a not so great performance with some guys uh, on the team that are really likely to go uh, top ten, uh, if not top fifteen. We will get to all that. But the SHL final has just wrapped up. Roglet falls to how do you say it, Vaxtro? And there's not a there's not a single American that can say that word, so it's fine. All right, all right. <laughs> it doesn't even make that. sense in Swedish, please. <laughs> uh, they fall in the series to Vaxjo. Uh, what happened out there? The Moritz Sider magic couldn't carry him all the way to the to the championship. Well, that's pretty easy to say. The Vecco is a better team than Lugde. That's that's pretty much the easy. Easy conclusion to draw here. Uh, yeah, uh, Moritz Sider had a very, really good playoff. He was one of the most important players on on his team. And um, yeah, Lecco was a stronger team and they played better, uh, essentially. But it was close. So they weren't like 4-1 in, in games. It's, it sounds like Lecco had a pretty easy going, but it was close every single game. Now, uh, when the chips were down in that final series, I think they actually they uh, got whooped down in the elimination game a little bit. How did Moritz Sider play in relation to his teammates and like how his team was playing? Was he a bright spot for the team? Did he kind of just blend in with with them, or I guess how did he look in that sense? Well, it was a close game uh, until uh, like mid third period. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because uh, it was uh, 1-1 going into the third, and then uh, Vic could score an early 2-1 goal in the third. And then they had a, in just in the, at the end of a power play, they scored 3-1 with, with like seven minutes left, and then Rugle decided to, to take out their goalie. So that's mm. basically, basically what happened. So, uh, uh, yeah, Vecchi scored two goals in the open net, and then they scored another one. And, uh, yeah, that was basically it. But Morisaglia was good. He, he he looks good always. He's a standout player when you watch Rugle. So, yeah, that's, that's just <laughs> there isn't that much to say because it was a tough game to analyze, but he, he's good and he's always good. And he had an assist as well. So, I mean, you can't complain about his game. He wasn't uh, the reason Rugle won. He just faced a better team. Uh, I like okay. eye test wise. Do, like, is he like, is he, um, like you said, he's a standout pretty much like in, in, in most games. So is like the general consensus, like he's ready, like he's more than ready to like come over and, and, and help the, help the wings. Yeah, for sure. Everyone is in everyone, in the SHL or everyone who covers the SHL are, are certain that he's going to play in the NHL next year. Um, they're, they're and I'm sure as well. Like I think he could have played could have played really well in the NHL this year as well. So that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's good for him to play on a team that like doesn't lose that much, and mm-hmm. you know uh, has a he has a chance to play for championships, and that's always nice and always good for a young player like him. So uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a successful uh, loan for him in Sweden, and uh, it's a it was a smart choice from both the Red Wings and Sider himself. Uh, something I learned today by going to the uh, Robla Twitter page is that the Swedish word for final is slut. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Cider's points per game production uh, <laughs> dip a little bit in the playoffs. Do you think this was like uh, a, a change in the style of game? Do you think it was just uh, stiffer performances or, or stiffer competition? I mean, what do you think kind of attributed that to his uh, offensive game hitting a little bit of a plateau once the postseason began? I think it was a little bit of a combination of both. Uh, it was much tougher com- competition, of course. And uh, But I also saw it was also his point production also was a little bit stifled at the end of the season after his uh, injury. And I think he had a had an injury. He missed one game in the playoffs. I think I think, or maybe, or maybe it was just a, just an injury scare or something. I don't remember now. But but yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that point production. He 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 played well, and um, there's no one that is complaining about him at least in Sweden. So uh, cider, like the big name, obviously, um, people are really excited here about him coming over really soon. Uh, Bergeron had uh, kind of stifled goal scoring wise in the, in the later half and in the postseason. Um, what do you kind of attribute that to? And is that something that, that might've just been like a wave that happened or is it a, I don't know, a, a red flag of sorts, or is it more of just, uh, I don't know, just what do you really attribute that to, I guess? I think uh, it's a combination of uh, getting less play time but also maybe not used to did he play in the playoffs. Yeah, he's played in the playoffs before, but that was two years, three years ago. Yikes. So uh, it's been a while. Uh, sure. So I, I think it's just a combination of tougher comp- competition, but I also think he's got less playing time at the end of the season because Coleftio um, signed both Pat Lindholm and uh, Melky Carlson from the NHL So during the season. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just that he got less of playing time playing on the third line, I think. 
and also on the second power play, not first power play. So it's, uh, yeah, it's probably it, I would say. I wouldn't worry. He's he's looked good in the Swedish games that I've seen so far. Their their exhibition games it was just against Norway two games, but he looks he looks good still, and uh, he's probably going to play in the World Championships as well. So can watch him there. I think. Sure. I was just going to ask if he uh, if he thought he was going to crack that roster. You think you think yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so. It, it looks like the, there's a line there that they want to go for with uh, all collective players. So. Gotcha. Um, one of the things I'm curious about is Joe Valeno. He comes over, he has a couple games. Uh, he looks really good. He's playing super well defensively. He looks confident when he's carrying the puck. He's making, uh, he's moving the puck with confidence. Has, I don't know how much of his game you caught once he came to the Red Wings, but like just knowing like, and, and kind of seeing like, oh, he's doing well over there. Does that uh, make you more confident in maybe a guy like Berggren coming over and that game translating uh, or, you know, changed anything, solidified anything, I guess, just how has that, you know, new information kind of impacted uh, your assessment of maybe some other guys? I think my assessment is pretty locked on. Like I've watched so many players come from the SHL and go to the NHL and they perform very differently, but I've seen it a lot in the way they play uh, the last couple of years, how certain players play. So I think uh, it hasn't changed my uh, the way I assess players, but it's, it's fun to see that Valeno has done well. I haven't watched the Red Wings game so far uh, when he's played, but it's, uh, it's, it's good to read at least that he's, he's uh, well-received because he's, he had a pretty good uh, end of the season with the uh, Malmö in Sweden. So. Uh, he sniped the other night for his first NHL. It was that nice. Was, that was pretty cool. That I saw. Nice. That I saw. <laughs> We'll get back to Mikhail Holman in just a second, but first I got to talk to you about Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, it's their tax loss harvesting can cover more can cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do all the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL To start growing your savings, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL and get started today. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Oh, my God. Melville Datsuk with five seconds left. Two to one. Woo-hoo. Albert Johansson, let's talk about him. How did uh, his season kind of wrap up, come to a close? He's one of those guys who's like kind of on the in-between. He's not quite uh on the level of you know the ciders uh of the world but at the same time like he's kind of just a tick below that and what do you think his outlook is for next season um from what i've heard in sweden or what i've read at least it's 
looks like he's going to stay. I think he has a contract over next season. Yeah, he does. He has a contract until 2023. But that, of course, has an NHL out, so uh, I wouldn't worry about that. But I think that he, he's going to go to camp, so, uh, of, probably, or most definitely, and then he'll probably return back to Sweden unless he's doing really well and Detroit want to keep him in the NHL. But I think he's going to be a, be a SHL player next season as well. What did you like the most about how his game kind of progressed uh, as this year went on? He grew more confident uh, this season and was most, much more comfortable with the puck. He has good first breakout pass. He's, he's an excellent skater. It was a clip that went kind of kind of viral, semi-viral on hockey Twitter <laughs> like a month or so ago. Of him, his skating was uh, very, like quite hardly analyzed in, in Swedish television. And um, but yeah, it's a very strong strong asset of his. Um, I think he's he's done really well this season. More confident, get power play time, scores some points, scores some goals, doing well uh, with Sweden as well. So uh, yeah, I think uh, he 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 looks like a, he can take another step on being one of the best defensemen in the league maybe next year. <laughs> Niederbach, nine points in fifteen games with Moto to close the season. Um, what do you kind of like about the way that he did close the season, uh, the way that he was kind of being forced around a little bit, just your opinions on his, uh, how he finished up. Uh, he had a good, he had a tough season at the beginning. Uh, didn't get that much playing time. As you said, he went to Moodle to get a, get some, uh, on a loan, scored some points, had a nice stint there. And then when Lucas Raymond got injured, he got called back to Frölunda. So he got the end of the season with Frodo and he did uh, quite well with his uh, a little bit larger role there. And uh, I think uh, everyone was happy with his uh, contributions to, to Frodo at the end of the season there. Uh, he played there with William Wallinder, uh, another second round pick by the Red Wings in this most recent draft. Do you think like... It's interesting, like after a full season, like you kind of look at the guys and you start to get a little bit of clarity on on whether or not, you know, they were uh, picked appropriately or things like that. After his full season, do you think he was worthy of being the the number one pick in the second round? I think it was a fine pick uh, at the time. There were maybe someone like Helge Jones maybe could have been picked ahead of him or some some place from, the, from North America. But uh, uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much right now uh, since it's just been one season since he got drafted. Uh, he played on a terrible team, to be quite frank. And uh, he's now going to a uh, regular next season uh, to to play in the SHL. And I would just uh, wait and see wait and see what he does there because I'm pretty sure he's going to make the show one day. Uh, he needs to work a little bit on his Defensive game, he's a terrific offensive defenseman. Uh, he has some issues defensively still, and but he's young, so I would just uh, let him, him develop in Sweden for another year at least and then see what happens after that. Uh, maybe at some other point down the summer, we'll start digging into uh, some other people, you know, Soderbloms of the world and, and those sorts. Uh, but we do have to get to U18. Scott, what do you got for me on that, man? Yeah, so uh, that – First off, that roster is just like fun. That Sweden U18 roster, that's just like a fun team, man. That's a, that's a really fun roster to just like look up and down. Um, I guess kind of starting more broad and more like generally speaking, 
who do you think based on the performance of that team, maybe like biggest riser or like kind of caught the most attention from the general public that maybe not necessarily overlooked, but maybe was lower ranked before um, they kind of got together and started playing. And, and uh, on the flip side, if you have someone that did the opposite too, maybe a biggest faller as well. Yeah, I have actually an, a part in an article that's coming out on McKean's on this, but uh, I'll, of course, do talk about it here as well. Subscribe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the biggest riser for me is, well, Fabian Lissell had an awesome tournament. He was the best Swedish player by far. But I, I know I know that already. I knew that that was going to happen when we, when we entered the tournament. So like he's he's ranked around twelve to ten somewhere in the I think he's twelfth on Bob McKenzie's list for example. I hold him as a top five pick. I, I, he's he's amazing. But I think the biggest writer for me is Isak Rusian, who scored most goals for Sweden, and he also mm-hmm. the seven goals he scored in this tournament was the uh, was a new record for Swedish players in the under eighteen World Championships. So. He's, he's a guy I would really t- keep an eye on. Uh, I have him in my top 15. He is a possible player for the Detroit's uh, second uh, second pick in the first round. Uh, I will keep a close eye on him because he's a lot of fun and he's uh, he, he's a very good player to if you can get him around 20 you're gonna you, you can just laugh because that's that's a perfect guy to get there. Uh, among followers I have Anton Olsson uh, who uh, who I've had some issues with going into this tournament. I was hoping to see if he could play better uh, against his own peers instead of uh, against men that he did in the SHL. Uh, but he didn't uh, do anything to to calm my fears. So I have him as a faller, and I have him very low, if at all, uh, draftable right now. I'm not sure about what he's going to be and. Uh, I don't like his game that much at all anymore. Sure. Yeah. The Rose and I actually had written down. Uh, that was, that was definitely one, like, I mean, clearly jumps out of the the stat sheet was, was incredible with the, the goals scored. So uh, most of the mocks I saw kind of uh, just, so we can finish up on him. Like a lot of them had him kind of in that like mid to late 20 range. And we did Nolan and I did like a, uh, kind of draft breakdown a little bit. We've done a couple of, over the last couple of weeks, and that was definitely the biggest uh, for me as as you know an outsider, I guess, seeing him go from you know like like fringe first round pick, and then like you know a month ago, and then now he's he's all the way up into you know some of them had him at at eighteen, even as high as so. Um, the he obviously brings a lot of goal scoring. What else? aside from the goal scoring, is that like just the, the main part of his game, just a sniper? Or is there a, a lot more to him that kind of made him rise? I would call him a dual threat. He can, he can both score goals and set up his players. He had a very special role on this team at the, as the finisher on the power play. Mm-hmm. So I think the goal scoring stood out a lot in this game, in, in this tournament. And his shot is very good, of course. I think he has, uh, he's a very good skater. He can, uh, he can beat players with his both his speed and his uh, and his hands. His hands are really really nice, and he's gonna be he's gonna be an incredibly fun player. Uh, the problem he has is some consistency consistency issues. 
he he can fall out of games a lot, and he also doesn't do the best work defensively, but he's not a liability anymore, I would say. Sometimes before I would like question what is he even doing in the defensive zone, but I've seen enough improvement there from him from playing in the SHL, I guess. And uh, yeah, just practicing with an SHL team has helped him to get a little bit of his head on straight and uh, be more attentive to in the defensive zone. And, uh, yeah, so... I think he could be a very solid complementary winger, uh, a scoring winger in the in the middle six, maybe. Who else uh, do you like in that like twenty to thirty range for the Red Wings? I mean that 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 pick can be a lot of different places. Um, so I guess just to, yeah, yeah uh, I've seen Simon Robertson being uh, very low on a lot of lists, or low to me at least. I have him in my top ten. Uh, I think he's an awesome player. He didn't have the best tournament at the under 18s now, but he he is a really great player. And uh, uh, I think if Detroit could get him in like 25, they would they should just laugh and take him and then run as fast as they can because it's he's he is he's so good and I think he's going to be a very very good player and he's going to fit perfectly with the 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 you the young players Detroit have right now as well. So I, I think that's a good pick. Um, Isaac Rosen is another one that's probably good in that range. Um, I think those are the two. Let me think how, yeah. Yeah, those are probably the two I would say would fit pretty perfectly with the choice uh, in the 20s to 30s. Uh, what if, about... if, you're, if you're talking Swedish players, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. In addition to the NHL and NBA playoffs, which are ramping up soon, this week has tons of sports action on the go. It's fun to be a sports fan right now. You're going out to uh, bars, you're sitting on outdoor patios. It's a great time, uh, and you can have a little bit of action when you're going out and doing all that as well. Get all the latest news, get all the odds, get all the info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. When you use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. Fedorov gives him the business. You know, Scott, I was, uh, I'm going on vacation at the end of the week, as I think I've told the, uh, the listeners. Uh, and of course, before I make this cross country road trip, well, not cross country, I'm going to Tennessee, but the point remains before I went on this trip, I was like, you know what? Let me get my car checked out. Well, turns out, uh, my mirror, uh, was a little wobbly. So what did I do? I call or I went to rockauto.com and they saved me a ton of money. Now I'm going to have more money in my pocket when I get down there to spend on, uh, you know, maybe a a nice meal or maybe some cool activities. Maybe I want to go in some caverns and stuff like that. See some stalactites. Who knows? I'll have the money to do it because I was able to save on auto parts at rockauto.com for the trip down there. Chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com. Their prices are always reliably low and the same for everybody. They always offer the lowest price possible rather than changing price based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Best of all, 
Uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brand specifications and the prices that you would prefer. And when you get to rockauto.com right now, start looking at all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. And now back to Mikhail Holm. I don't know if he's been a guy that's been brought up yet, but Simon Evanson, uh, yeah. he comes out at number two on Bob McKenzie's prospect list. Did that surprise you at all, or do you have him right up there as well? It doesn't surprise me. I don't have him up there. I have him a bit lower. Uh, he's in like, if you take him with like eight to 12, eight to 15 pick, then I'm, then you, you're fine. But he's a project. He's, there's a lot to work on with him. And, uh, you really need to be confident in your development staff if you're going to pick him, and you need to make sure that you're also seeing seeing the player that he is, and not like trying to force him to become something he isn't. He isn't a offensive dynamo player. He 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 isn't the first like breakout pass guy. He's a complementary guy in the defense who plays defensively pretty well. He's a big guy, of course, so he can close gaps quickly. He's decent at skating. He has uh, quite nice hands, though, so he can, like, dangle. Um, but he he isn't going to be this offensive scoring player, uh, but he's he he could be definitely be a really good defensive player. I, I would compare him to, like, a Jonas Brodin, maybe, in place for the Wild, who's been really, really good these last two years, at least. Um yeah, something like that. He, I can see him come. So uh, the big name, um, kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier, but uh, a lot of, especially with the Wings ending the season in that in the lottery in that like six range, um, Lysel is obviously uh, going to be talked about, and and a lot of Wings fans recently have kind of pointed at him as someone that we could be targeting in that area. Um, had a had a really good U18 as well, a lot of assists. That's kind of been uh, his style of play. What um, do you think, what kind of game, like do you think his game's going to translate super well into the NHL? And, and do you think that he is someone kind of in that range if we end up getting that five to seven range that the Wings should be targeting? Uh, I think his game will definitely translate well to the NHL. He is, he, um, he's a roadrunner. He's incredibly fast. Uh, he, he is quite a bit like Lucas Raymond uh, mm-hmm. as a player. Uh, although Fabian is a, a bit faster or quite a bit faster, uh, I've, I've said that joke sometimes that he's a future uh, fastest skater at an all-star skills competition sure. winner because he's, he's incredibly fast. Uh, I, I definitely pick him in the, in the fifth, five to seven spot. I have him... Uh, that's the second or third Swede on my board. I'm not sure if he, he or Wallstead should be second or third. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely target him if William Eklund is gone because William Eklund is my uh, number one Swede on my board. And uh, I think he uh, he will be available for the Detroit. For Detroit. I think he's going to be a perfect player for Detroit. Uh, but, yeah, so... Depends on who who's gone, of course, but yeah, sure. I think Michelle is a it's a perfectly fine pick if you're picking him at seven or five, or I, I'd pick him inside the top five even if I could. 
since the last time we talked, you actually went to go see William Eklund uh, live in person, correct? Yeah. What, what, did, what did you see uh, when you went to go see him? Because um, I don't think they had too many more games after that, right? No, I saw the second to last and the last game he played this season. There you go. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, or he's, he's played for the Swedish men's team. He's still on the yeah. Swedish men's roster. But, but yeah, he uh, seeing him live, his skating is even more pre- impressive uh, with Eklund. He, his mom is a figure skater, so he, he's learned how to turn insanely fast. Like it's it's ridiculous to see in person, but he every time he turns, have to have to puck and he has a defense defender on him. He just turns and the defender is gone. He can create space and, and so so little time. Uh, he he's a very skilled forward with a like he can he can dangle. He can be his beat his players with like just easy body movements. Um, uh, he has a decent shot. He. Yeah, he has like the full package basically, except that he's a little bit undersized. If you size, if you think five ten is undersized, so but yeah, he I I I'm totally in love with uh, William Eklund. I think he's the number one prospect in this draft. Like, uh, and there's no, there's not even someone discussing like in the discussion with me. But I'm pretty alone on that. I think right now. Uh, was he playing on the wing at all? I think I did. I read that. Yeah, he's, he's a winger. Yeah, he's a winger. Some think he can be a center, but I think playing him on the wing will do the best for him. Yeah, that's almost like the thing is with Detroit though. Like the center depth is just so not there. Like I think he could be a guy that they, you might see him try and make him work at center. I don't know. Just thinking out loud here. Um, Jasper Wallstead. Yeah. Where's he going? Where's he going? Uh, looks like is he tenth on McKenzie's list? I think. Uh, I think he he might even fall a bit more because, as Canadians are, they're very happy to move up their own players if they see someone <laughs> do really well. So they're probably gonna start arguing for Sebastian Kosa or Benjamin Control even ahead of Wallstep. I think that's silly, stupid, is dumb. Yes, we watched it. It's the best Swedish prospect we've seen in goal. Because, uh, like, even if we talk Henry Lundqvist, he was he was picked in the seventh round. He wasn't that big of a prospect, and then he exploded. So, uh, yes, we watched it. It's definitely the best goalie prospect we've ever seen from Sweden. He is, uh, among most people, the best goalie prospect of these three that have been the last three drafts now. So he said that people have him ahead of Askarov and Spencer Knight. And I think that's very fair. I think Jesper Wallstead is a surefire NHL starter goalie. Uh, so, yeah, he there, there isn't that much to say more about him. But I think he's going to be an NHL goalie. I think he's going to be very good. And if you take him, you probably have a number one goalie for 10 years at least. Is taking him at six a reach? No, not at all. Sweet, oh, awesome! Like, like some, do you have, do you have some, a philosophy when it comes to goaltenders in the draft and, and picking? Yeah, them don't high? draft them in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but like he, he's such an insane talent. Like he the the numbers he put up in the SHL and no one has, has done before. Like he 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 has uh, he is a one of a kind. He is a uh, like he could be the best goalie in the world for like 
10 years. That's that's his potential. So that's probably worth taking at yeah, but that's part, part, probably <laughs> worth taking at six. Like a hundred percent. That's why. I'm that's why I, I think I, the, I don't like the no goalies. Uh, I don't like the no goalies people because like if you have that figured out and you have one like that one player does so much for your peace of mind in the off season through on a nightly basis. Like, it would you rather have? Uh, well, no, never mind. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, Carey Price or a uh, Sydney. No, no, you definitely rather have Sydney Crosby. Carey like, <laughs> Price over most any other center in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, well, when he was good, at least. Yeah, not, not yeah. so much. It's not, the, Pete, not so much the Pete last Price. five years. Like, <laughs> like use his name as a verb, Carey Price. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, anything so, else? Yeah, I said it last time. I think uh, on on this podcast that like if yeah. you can draft Connor like the next Connor Hellebuck, then yeah. then then you're gonna do it. Like he yeah. is the Hellebuck is the best goalie in, in the league, and I see Walter as a similar type of player. Assume, so he's a local boy from around here, mm-hmm. uh, a little Wald Lake, Michigan guy. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we should uh, be paying attention to over these next couple of weeks? When is that uh, World Championship roster going to come out? I think next week sometime. Uh, the Swedish team is in Czech Republic now. We're going to play the, like the Euro Hockey Tour tour there. And um, then after that, I think they're going to decide. I guess they're still waiting for the NHL to wrap up. And it's uh, so they can so they know which NHL players are available for the roster. Um, I hope we can see like a William Eklund on that Swedish roster. Uh, I think we're gonna see a Jonathan Bergen. I'm not sure. I need to check that actually if Albert Johansson is still on that Swedish roster. But I think he is. Yeah, Albert Johansson is still on the Swedish roster. Nice. All right. So, well, uh, that begins what May nineteenth, May nineteenth, something like that. That's May twenty first through the uh, yeah. through Sunday, June sixth. So, how about we we reconvene after that? We can talk about Bergen's performance if he does play. We can talk about uh, Eklund and and maybe some other guys. Uh, where can people find your work now? Can you give people an an idea of what you're uh, you're doing now and how it's different from uh, what you were doing at Dauber because it's a promotion. So first off, round of applause, <laughs> Scott. Thank you. Be yes. rude to our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you can find me at McKeenshockey.com. Uh, it's the subscription site, so you need to pay for my work. Worth it. But but I'm gonna say it's worth it. Um, I written uh, I wrote the piece ahead of the under 18s. Um, so if you want to like a short description of a lot of the talented Swedish players, then you have have that there. You have a scouting report of William Eklund. I wrote a, a more general piece for the NBC Sports Edge um, mm. about Fabian Lissell. Nice. That is uh, on there still. I think wrong. They they have misspelled his name in the. In the, <laughs> in the article but that's fine yeah. um yeah and you can find me at mckinney's uh, uh, there's going to be a summary of the under 18s out uh, today or tomorrow um and uh, yeah that's pretty much it i'm gonna start continue churn out some scouting reports i written one about saving the cell so that's probably going to come out soon as well and yeah i'm just going to keep on doing that for for a while until the draft, which is just a 
few weeks away. I'm gonna I'm about to say we're like ten weeks away, I think. So yeah, looking forward to that you, a lot. You said a few weeks away, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, wait, when is the draft? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like freaking out there. Two months. Have, have you seen? Uh, sorry, this is kind of off topic. Close things out. Have you seen Emil Vero play at all this season? I know he's uh, no, not at all. Thing, sorry, but, uh, no, I'm just curious. Um, all right. Uh, well, you can go check him out uh, at McKean's. You can go find him on Twitter at Carl McHale Home. Uh, I think I said that backwards the last time that you were on here. I think I said Mikhail Carl Holm or whatever it was. I said the backwards one, but it's Carl <laughs> Mikhail Holm. And uh, you are Mikhail Holm. So thank you so much, Mikhail, for joining us today. Uh, you. you got that. You, go follow him on there. He's got the U18 piece coming up soon. Go subscribe to McKean's. He's got a lot of draft stuff coming out soon. Uh, he's one of the best sources around for everything. Uh, team sweden and we are rooting for the swedish mafia 2.0 so go check him out uh thanks so much for joining us today man and uh it was a pleasure as always thanks everyone guys boom you're locked on red wings your daily podcast on the detroit red wings Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.